Never too early to talk college football. I, I I love college football. I live for college football. And now that the NFL draft is over, we're getting deep into the NBA playoffs. The spring games have, have concluded. I'm going to talk a little bit of college football today. You're listening to the Paragon of Broadcasting Excellence, the Lance Day Radio Network, coming to you live from Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm in Hendersonville all week. Broadcasting from the streets of Indian Lake, the outdoor mall. It's beautiful out here. It's 86 degrees today. Shout out to everybody listening coast to coast on our radio affiliates around the country. And of course, those who listen on Lanch Day Plus, where I podcast every single segment of the show, whether you heard it live or not. So I'm going through, I'm, I'm going through... The, the post the post draft analysis and and people people in Cashville where I live are, are absolutely going bat bleep crazy over Will Levis. Like they hate Will Levis. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to be the quarterback of, of the Tennessee Titans, man. I'm telling you, that's a that's a difficult fan base to impress. You do realize that you're Nashville, right? You do realize that you're the Tennessee Titans. Never won a Super Bowl. The majority of the franchise's existence, you have been a speed bump for Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck to, to win a an AFC South championship. And I think they get Will Levis at 33, man. I think that that's a darn good pick. You know, you don't want to you want to draft him fifth, sixth, tenth. But you make him a project. If Tannehill is good this year. You've invested in your offensive line. I like Rand Carthon. He's got the gravitas. He's got that it factor. If the Titans are what I think they'll be this year, it'll be an eight and nine. They'll be a nine win team, eight, ten win team. They'll compete for a playoff spot. I don't think that they're going to be better than Jacksonville. Houston's going to suck. Indy's going to suck. Houston and Indy are going to be two of the worst five teams in in NFL. Actually, I'm actually hoping that my Colts tank. And get Marvin Harrison Jr. And they get that second or third pick and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Because I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be an absolute stud. I watched every snap of his career being an Ohio State guy. This guy's different. And I watched most of the snaps of his dad's career with the Colts. And Marvin Harrison Jr. is a lot like his father, but he's 6'4". He's like a, a, a double XL photocopy of of his pops but the fans here in Cashville they're hard on Malik Willis they're hard on Will Levis quick to to point out the mistakes and, and quick to point out the lack of ability to read the difference I'm like man these guys are 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 kids man you gotta you gotta give people time to marinate I look Malik Willis threw up all over himself on the field like he was he was Willie beaming beaming in it 
don't know if that's a word. He's like Willie Beeman on on any given Sunday. Like he was vomiting all over the field. Donovan McNabb. It was bad. Watching him play, it was hard to watch. But he only got to start a couple of games. He wasn't ready to start last year. Tannehill got hurt. You gotta give people time to develop, man. Playing in the NFL. I remember Justin Fields said at the at the first preseason game. And he was a rookie. He was like, oh, you know, the speed of the NFL is not that fast. I was like, bro, you probably shouldn't say that. If you think that, you shouldn't say it. <laughs> there's certain things that I think when I'm when I'm going through the, the day-to-day with my wife, there's certain things that I think, but I'm not going to say it. It's just not very advantageous for me to say. It's better that, that I just keep my mouth shut and keep it pushing. You never, you never tell a, a a room full of alpha males that play to play defense in the NFL. You got to be an alpha male. You got to be fast. You got to be strong. You got to be big. Got to have a lot of heart, and you got to be crazy enough to lower your helmet in and tackle someone who weighs two hundred and thirty pounds and runs a four four, and you're running towards that person. I always say that there's a reason why you don't get you don't see a whole lot of. Uh, great DBs, a lot of great safeties come from Notre Dame and Stanford, where you have to be a, a 1,500, 1,600 SAT to get in. And that that same person, that's a that's a, that's a a 30-plus on the ACT, a 1,500 on the SAT, a 4.0 student, that same person is not likely. Your, your brightest of bulbs, your sharpest knives in the drawer, they're probably not going to run full speed into someone that weighs 230 pounds that runs a 4.4. Me personally, Lance Jay, I'm going to run as fast away from that person. If Bo Jackson is coming out the backfield, I assure you that I'm not lowering my head into his midriff. I don't want any of that smoke. But getting into – so I'm going I'm, – I'm on ESPN.com, and ESPN has their, their FPI preseason top 30. And this is the Football Power Index – the preseason update, what it, what is meant to predict team performance moving forward, represents how many points above or below average a team is. It includes such metrics as projected win-loss record, chances of a team going undefeated, chances of winning a national championship. And so they rank all of the the FBS teams from one to, to 133. And so here in the in the first iteration, this is what the top 25 is. I'm not going to go over the, the complete top 25. I'm just going to go with some, some notable teams. So you got my man Luke Fickle up at Wisconsin. And I think that Wisconsin getting Luke Fickle from Cincinnati was a huge coup. I was hoping that Cincinnati would keep him on ice until Ohio State fires Coach Ryan Day for not being able to, to beat Michigan. Because they got to go to Ann Arbor this year. And Michigan's already proved Michigan, Michigan's not soft. Ohio State has a talent gap, but, but Ohio State's soft. And I'm an Ohio State guy. Michigan, they're old school. They line it up. They're going to run it down your throat. On defense, they're going to pound you. By the time, last two years, by the time it gets to the fourth quarter, Ohio State, Michigan, first half, close game, one or two-point game, field goal game. Third and fourth quarter, Michigan dominates because they're more physical. 
and they want it more, and they're tougher, and they're grittier, and that game is played in the winter in Columbus or in Ann Arbor in the snow. It's 13 degrees outside, and Michigan's built for that. Ohio State's not built for that. Ohio State's built to play Michigan or Georgia or Alabama or any of the elite teams, Clemson. They're built to play them in a dome on turf. It's 72 degrees. So if Ohio State played Michigan in the Peach Bowl, Ohio State probably wins. But they don't get to play Michigan in the Peach Bowl. They have to go to Ann Arbor. And taking three L's in a row to Michigan, that's not going to be good. I'm actually hoping that the Titans are stupid enough to fire Mike Vrabel so he can go coach my Buckeyes. But I was hoping that that Luke Fickle would be on on ice and was kind of waiting for that job to open up. He took the Wisconsin job, and Wisconsin's a great job. So they're, they're ranked 20th. Tennessee, the checkerboard orange, ranked 12th. I like Tennessee a lot. I like their football program. I like their uniforms. I like Neyland Stadium. I like the tailgate. I don't love their fan base because the fan bases of, of all the sports here in Tennessee, they're arrogant. They think that they've won more than they've won. They think that they're more relevant and that people actually care, even understand who the Tennessee teams or the landscape is outside of, of, of the volunteer state. You're not, you're not a global program. You're not Bama. Not even Florida. You're not Georgia. I don't I've I've traveled a lot. I've never been in, in Incheon Airport when I used to live in, in South Korea. Or I've been traveling, I've been in Amsterdam. I've never seen a, a Tennessee Volunteers jersey in Asia. Or in Montego Bay, Jamaica. Or or in Barbados. Or some place or when I was just in Puerto Rico a couple of weeks ago. You see Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, you see that stuff everywhere. You see it anywhere in the world, you can see that. That said, I like what Tennessee's done with their program. I love Coach Heupel. Tennessee has Georgia at home this year. You look at Georgia's schedule, that's the only game that Georgia has any chance to lose unless they have some violent stomach flu outbreak or, God forbid, we have another session with COVID. Penn State, number 10. Penn State has been sandwiched between Ohio State and Michigan. And, you know, they've basically been an ATM for Ohio State. Ohio State's beat them 9 out of 10. Michigan has stepped up their recruiting. And so now Michigan is much better than Penn State. So that Big Ten East, that's going to be difficult for Penn State. I I think that Coach Franklin, he's not on the hot seat. But at some point, he's got to step up and beat Ohio State or Michigan. I don't think you're expected to beat both, but you got to be able to beat one. You got Notre Dame at nine. I don't, I don't, I don't know about Notre Dame. But Notre Dame plays Ohio State at home this year, so they have a chance to play Ohio State at home. I don't really know how good they are. Michigan, scum, Ann Arbor Community College, that team up north at six. Michigan is better than the sixth team in the country. And I'll tell you that right now. Michigan is six. That's that's not a good index. You look at Michigan's schedule. That schedule is cupcake city. They got Ohio State at home. I think they got Penn State at home. Michigan probably in a position to to run the table. And Jim Harbaugh, he's actually starting to get four- and five-star recruits now. They've been been beating the brakes off Ohio State the last couple years with three-star recruits that were just tougher. Now he's starting to get those those speedsters and those studs and and guys that are going to be first-round NFL picks. Texas 5, I think Texas is overrated. 
I, I'm I'm not as high on Texas as everybody is. I think they have an issue with Quinn Ewers. They brought Quinn Ewers in with the assumption that that he was going to be in his third year, that he'd be going into the NFL. I don't I don't think that Quinn Ewers is ready to play in the NFL. He's going to be better this year than he was last year, but I don't think that Quinn Ewers is a guy that's going to play this year. He's going to throw for 40 touchdowns, six or seven picks, go to a bowl game, play very well, and then get drafted in the first round of the NFL. I don't see that. So then you have the issue with him and Arch Manning. Arch Manning might redshirt this year. He might sit a year out on the bench, but he's not going to sit two years. That's not going to happen. So if Arch Manning's not playing by year two, guess what? He's going to be suiting up for LSU or USC or The Ohio State University or Georgia. He's not going to stay there and sit behind Quinn Ewers forever. So that's that's interesting. You got LSU 4. LSU's really good, but they're in the SEC West. They got to play Bama. They got to play Auburn. They got to play the two Mississippi schools. And that's just a murderer's row. I don't know if they play Tennessee this year. They got smoked by Tennessee at home. That's when I knew that Tennessee was the real deal. They got Georgia at 3, which is nonsense because Georgia should be 1. Georgia has a cupcake schedule, and other than that game at Tennessee, they don't really have any losable games. You have Alabama at two. I don't know. Alabama don't have a quarterback. So I don't know what they're going to do with the quarterback. And then you have, you have my guys, the Ohio State University at one. Hold the applause, though, because I'm I'm a staunch Ohio State University fan. I'm telling you that there's there's Ohio State is not the best team in the country. That That is a target that I don't – feel that we need I don't think Ohio State has that level of, of talent and their schedule is not shaping up well they got Penn State at home they got to go to Michigan they got to go to Notre Dame I think Ohio State loses two or three games this year they're, they could be a very good team they're gonna put a lot of people in the NFL Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna go second or third they have Sawyer he's gonna be a, a relatively high draft pick I mean, they've got uh, the defensive end, Tumialu. They've got guys that, that are going day one of the NFL draft, but but Ohio State is not the best team in the country. Georgia Georgia's the best. Michigan's the second best. I don't know how anyone can put Ohio State over scum when scums beat the brakes off Ohio State two years in a row. I mean, we're talking about blowouts. We're not talking about they squeaked through by a field goal. You're talking about Michigan in the second half comes up and lines it up and runs it down Ohio State's throat. They're getting 70 and 80 hard touchdown plays. That when 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 people are are scoring in one play, that means that they're better. That's not a fluke. That means that there's a mismatch on defense. And you're exploiting that mismatch. So so that's interesting. It's never too early to talk about college football. And win or lose, I'll be cheering my Buckeyes on. I'll be cheering my 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 win in Rome, do as the Rome do. I, I have I have a lot of love for for the checkerboard orange. It'll be out there wearing Tennessee apparel. I, I respect Tennessee. I mean, the fans, like I said, get on my nerves. But I'm excited about, about college football, man. You got you got a lot of teams that are competing that we haven't seen compete. It's great to see Tennessee good now. Michigan's good now. You know, TCU got beat by a zillion in national championship, but they're competitive. It's more than just every year watching Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. You got like seven or eight teams, nine teams, ten teams that are really good. I'm excited about it. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Land J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios.
Page, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. This man was on the track with LL, with LL and, and, and Big Smiles. That's, that's a legacy. That's hip-hop history right there. I should change yeah. it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> you crazy. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. DJ Connect is the global network leader for artists, musicians, disc jockeys, and record executives. Get your record played anywhere in the world. Copenhagen, Los Angeles, the French Riviera, or South Beach. To learn more, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to pre-order the application today on Apple's platforms. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need. With intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. Look, man. All I'm saying, if I'm going to take your package, split need be fair. I mean, I got to pay all my people the same, and here you up in the price on Pay your people less. They my people, though. You short yourself. Split is 60-40. You want better, you need to tool up. I'll wait for Chris, Snoop, and the rest of my people compare call on your people. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.